1: All right. We're getting in touch with uh, Ryan Anderson right now. He's written a new book called When Harry Became Sally, responding to the uh, transgender moment. Notice he doesn't call it movement. He calls it a moment. Uh, He's the William E. Simon Senior Research Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, author of Truth Overruled, We had him on talking about that, The Future of Marriage and Religious Freedom. He also co-authored What is Marriage, Man and Women, A Defense in Debating Religious Liberty and Discrimination. He's made appearances on ABC, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, Fox News. His work has appeared in The New York Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal. His research has been cited by two U.S. Supreme Court justices, In two Supreme Court cases, Anderson received his bachelor's degree from Princeton and his doctoral degree from the University of North uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I think it's interesting he's picked up this subject, but it's just a logical extension uh, from his other books dealing with marriage uh, that uh, that Ryan Anderson would want to take on and, and talk about the Transgender Moment. And Ryan, thanks for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me ask the question. You say responding to the transgender moment, not the transgender movement. Was there a reason for that?
2: Sure. I mean, part of this is that we're living in a transgender moment uh, where radical claims about the human person and the human body are being made. Um, And part of this is to suggest that this is a moment that will pass. Uh, This isn't the future. This isn't um, uh, the right side of history. We will look back on this moment and say to ourselves, I can't believe we were doing these things to children. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the only way that it will be a passing moment is if people like you and me and our listeners right now uh, do our part uh, in defending the truth in bearing witness to the truth um, in a charitable way and in um, ways in which our neighbors can understand, uh, including our neighbors who don't share all of our beliefs, uh, how we can explain the truth about the human person and the human body um, to make this a moment and not a movement that will last forever.
1: You know, I, I'm a huge uh, follower of Dr. Francis Schaefer. and Schaefer talked about all kinds of things that he believed would happen in our culture, because as he, as he always talked about the people who believed in, you know, matter, uh, and, uh, only and choice and chance, uh, pardon me, that the end of that result was things were just going to fall apart. And we're seeing that happen in our society now. But, uh, it, it amazes me that it seems to me that the left, in, fall, in in believing in nothing, falls for everything. I know that there's somebody who said that one time as a statement, but uh, it's true. We're seeing it right before our eyes anymore. We have people now that deny biology. That, that amazes me.
2: And unfortunately, it has uh, tragic consequences um, because there are human costs to getting human nature wrong. Um, and especially when it comes to children. Uh, right now, uh, the the experts on these issues, the gender therapists, uh, they say that children as young as two or three years old um, should be encouraged to socially transition. Uh, and what this means is that they should be given a new name, a new pronoun, a new wardrobe. Uh, then as that same child approaches age 10, they should be placed on puberty-blocking drugs. Uh, to prevent them from going through puberty in the wrong body. Uh, at age 15 or 16, boys can be given estrogen. Girls can be given testosterone to hormonally transform their bodies. And then at age 18, um, surg- surgery can take place on these teenagers' bodies. Um, this is entirely experimental. Um, this is uh, uh, There are no studies on what the long-term consequences are. Uh, And most of these children, uh, as I point out in the book, the best science on this shows that 80 to 95 percent of these children who experience a gender identity conflict would naturally grow out of it. Um, So why would we now want to rush to promote such a radical and experimental treatment protocol uh, on young people?
1: That's a great great question. I mean, you're you're saying, you know, three-year-olds, you know, the – start calling them by a a feminine pronoun instead of a a masculine pronoun, I would uh, assume. How do they even know that the child really thinks that they're not a boy, that they're a girl, or that they're not a girl, that they're a boy? And as you just said, there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, psychological input on this, that it is really a problem for uh, for youth, I mean, th- there was just a story here this uh, last week, week and a half about the parents that had their uh, their teenage daughter taken away from them because she felt she was a boy and they weren't letting her transition uh, into being a boy, and they, you know, they had her their kid taken away by the court.
0: Yeah,
2: unfortunately, we're going to see more cases like that. We're going to see cases that involve parental authority and custody. When the government says one treatment protocol should be pursued, transitioning, and the parents want to pursue um, psychotherapy, we're going to see cases that involve religious liberty and the rights of conscience. when the government says physicians have to perform transitioning therapies and the physicians themselves say this is bad medicine or this violates my beliefs, um, and as you your earlier question, uh, there is no test, uh, uh, no rigorous test uh, for a child to identify as transgender. It's merely the say so of the child. Uh, the, the the clinical uh, evaluation that if the child is persistent, insistent, and consistent, um, then the child should be allowed to uh, socially transition with the new name, the new pronoun, the new wardrobe. Child's puberty should be blocked. Uh, the child should be given testosterone or estrogen as a teenager to start the hormonal uh, uh, transitioning process. Um, nowhere else do we allow young people to make such radical decisions that will last forever about the future of their bodies.
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, I, I consider this insanity. I, I look and I say that science, who says that they can tell me 200 years from now, that global warming is going to put our coastal cities uh, under the sea, uh, making those decisions are saying to us that they disassociate themselves uh, from uh, basic biology, and they call me a flat earther. So I call them insane. You
2: know, in the, in the book, I quote call, call you of, um, kind of the, the, the left uh, the left side of the some says they leading scholars of musicians, people who teach at elite medical schools, saying that it's contrary to medical science to point to chromosomes, hormones, internal reproductive organs, external <laughs> genitalia, or secondary sex characteristics to override someone's gender identity. So all of the facts of biology are now considered counter to medical science. According to the uh, the gender experts, it's
1: incorrect. See, it just this doesn't make any sense to me at all. That's just why I have so much problems talking about this issue because I don't see, I don't understand. Maybe you do. I don't understand how anyone with any sense of uh, you know common sense can take this seriously.
2: Well, I'm um, unfortunately. Uh, This this is something else that I spent a bit of time uh, discussing in the book, is that the left has not blown on this issue by the uh, persuasive power of their arguments or the kind of the veracity of their point of view. Uh, They've blown on this through power and through coercion, uh, through cultural power, having Hollywood and the news media and the universities all supporting uh, their perspective, and then having the government, in the form of the Obama administration, mandate many of these things. There was an Obamacare mandate on transgender medicine. There was that Dear Colleague letter that impacted schools and their bathrooms and their locker room mm-hmm. programs. And then they try to silence and shame anyone who will um, speak a, an alternative viewpoint on this. Uh, so that's really what inspired me to initially write the book, was someone needs to be um, responding to the bullies on these issues and it's meant to equip ordinary Americans, uh, first on how to understand what's going on and then second, how to respond. Remember that subtitle, it's responding right. to the transgender moment.
1: So tell me, I mean, again, I go back to Francis Schaeffer, who I think was one of the, uh, the last gr- really great Christian, uh, apologists and thinkers, uh, in the modern era. Uh, You know, he said that the problem in our society now was that the judiciary had taken over the making of law. I mean, when you look at these cases that we've been just kind of hitting on, it's been the judges who have made the decision. It's not our representatives that are making these decisions. That in itself is troubling.
2: Yeah. And, you you, you know, one of the you, you could go back. 40 some years, and you see this with Roe v. Wade, uh, when Mm -hmm. judges overturned our abortion laws. And then you can go back three years to Obergefell v. Hodges, where judges overturned our marriage laws. Um, And now the hope from the left is that they will overturn our laws about what it means to be a man and a woman. The activists on the left, as soon as they redefined marriage, they pivoted from the LGB part of the acronym to the T part of the acronym mm-hmm. to redefine
1: sex and redefine gender. Why,
2: um, why? And, and that's where the battle is going to be taking place for the, for the near future.
1: Ryan, why is that? Why did they, why did they, I mean, that wasn't a slow pivot. That was a very quick pivot.
2: Well, I think partly because they won on marriage,
1: much more quickly
2: than even they were expecting. Um, if, if you, if you think back in 2008, so just a decade ago, the citizens of California voted to define marriage as the union of a man and a woman. So a decade ago, the majority of Californians supported real marriage. Uh, and I don't think many of the activists thought that just uh, seven years later, uh, in 2015, the Supreme Court would be redefining marriage for the whole country. Um, and so then they pivoted from uh, where they had been spending 20 or 30 years of energy, the marriage uh, debate, to gender identity. And that's why most Americans haven't even had time to think about these issues. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this is why, you know, the, the book when Harry became Sally, it's really meant to help ordinary people, um, uh, think about what's going on in our culture and what role they can play, uh, in making the future better.
1: Our guest is Ryan Anderson. He's with us for the rest of this half hour. The name of his new book, when Harry became Sally, responding to the transgender moment we'll be back to uh finish up our conversation with him it's a i'm just telling you there's a lot of you thinking of this the same way you first thought about uh same sex marriage you laughed at it and thought that nothing would come of it and now we have same sex marriage i'm just telling you you've got to pay attention that what is being pushed with especially which in within our court systems and the way that the rulings are going, and they're not going the way of uh, traditional people and what they think of what constitutes a male and what constitutes a female. We'll be back and we'll talk further uh, with Ryan here as we return on the Dave Ellswick Show, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Our uh, guest, Ryan Anderson, when Harry became Sally, responding to the transgender moment, and you spend quite a bit of time in this book talking about a strategy for pushing back with principle and prudence, compassion and grace uh, against this whole thought process that's, that's uh, kind of getting uh, really uh, the snowball going down the hill, so to speak, in the court systems. I mean, we've got people that are in uh, high colleges of learning, medical colleges, that are saying if people are putting their children on hormone uh, therapies to move from being a male to a female, a female to a male, that that's tantamount to uh, child abuse. But it's as if the mainstream media and others just totally disregard that part of the story.
2: Exactly right, which is why uh, the starting point here is for ordinary people to uh, not lose their voice we need to be certain that ordinary people uh, can speak the truth about these issues without being intimidated, without being silenced, without being uh, bullied, because the mainstream media is going to try to do that. Um, And some of the activists uh, are going to try to do that. Uh, And some of the politicians are going to try to do that, uh, especially on the left side of the spectrum. What we need to do is make sure that everyone knows uh, what the alternative looks like. Um, So in chapter six of the book, I go through. Uh, case study after case study from the clinical literature of how uh, therapists have been able to help children feel comfortable in their own bodies rather than transforming a child's body to try to remake it in accordance with their thoughts and their feelings. Much better uh, for the therapist to try to line up someone's thoughts and feelings with reality, including the reality of their body. Uh, And so it's important that people know about these uh, um, case studies, about these um, alternatives to puberty-blocking drugs, to cross-sex hormones, and to surgery.
1: So, if if you're out there and you got kids that are in school, what do you suggest to the parents, Ryan? And I'll I'll, I'll end our interview here. Uh, you know, the the government under the Obama administration sent a letter out to. Uh, schools and said that if, uh, if a male uh, identified as a female or a female identified as a male, that they should be allowed to take, uh, you know, gym with the, uh, the gender they identified with. And that meant they could shower with the gender gender that they identified with. And, and we know that whole story as you know, parents rose up in mass to say, stop, but how do you stop something that the courts and the Department of Education were seriously behind and were punishing schools about.
2: Uh, so, stop being an engaged citizen. Um, elections have consequences. The Trump administration rescinded that Obama. That's policy. correct. Um, so, right there, you can see engaged citizenship. Uh, elections having consequences. The Obama administration went one way. The Trump administration went a different way. What took place at the federal level will also take place at the state level and at the local level. Uh, and so each and every one of us needs to be vigilant about what's going on at our local school system. You know, what's the local principal, the superintendent, the mayor, the governor, what are they doing on these issues? Um, because we're going to see these uh, discussions take place not just with the Department of Education, the Supreme Court, uh, the, the, the presidential administration, but in the state house uh, and in city hall. Uh, and so one starting point is knowing what is your current local school doing? What are they teaching uh, grade school children? What are they teaching high school children? What is their policy when it comes to bathrooms and rooms? And be engaged uh, and demand that they not treat biology as bigotry because biology isn't bigotry. Uh, make sure that they don't get human nature wrong because there are human costs to getting human nature wrong. That's the role that we have to play uh, in uh, in being kind of faithful citizens.
1: Well, I got to tell you what, Ryan, I have not read this cover to cover, but I'm going to spend my time to do that. It's a great, uh, the pieces that I've read are very, very good. Uh, Ryan Thank Anderson you. is the name of the author of When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment. Do not blow this off as some kind of, oh, it's just going to pass. It's not going to just pass. You're going to have to stand and you're going to have to fight, but in a principled and a human type way, keep that in mind. Anger does nothing, uh, but you have to go to the meetings. You've got to to get the information and you got to fight against it. If it's, you know, goes against your religious beliefs. Uh, I thank you, Ryan, for being part of the Dave Ellswick show today. Again, for everybody the name of the book, pick it up, read it. When Harry became Sally. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thank you. We'll we'll talk to you in the future. I'm sure about more of this. Uh, Don't forget about uh, Lewis family beef family owned ranch up in Greenbrier. They raise cattle there. Uh, All their cattle are born and raised on their ranch. They don't use antibiotics uh, that they uh, on the cows that they sell for uh, consumption. Uh, They do not inject more hormones into their cattle. Of course, cattle have their own hormones, but you don't have to overload them with those hormones so that you'll get clean beef for your family, and you'll get free delivery of that meat anywhere here in central Arkansas. You can buy yourself a quarter, a half, or a whole cow. The packing house gives you a call to set up how you want the beef cut up, and then the Lewis family, after that's been done, will deliver it to your home absolutely free. What you need to do right now is to call Lewis family beef and uh, to talk to them about price and talk to them about how soon you can get this done. That's Cody or Sarah Lewis at 501-514-1494 or on Facebook at facebook.com. Lewis family beef. Fox news is next. When we come back, it's going to be uh, the attorney general